Hello, and welcome to sharing real hope. My name is Mike Hall. Big question for you here. Why? Why all the suffering in the world? All the suffering. We're talking about sickness and disease. We're talking about anger and hate and war. Always all these divisions. Uh, Why? Why all the natural disasters? And ultimately, why all these people dying? You know, many young people, their lives cut off and cut short very early. Good question. Why all the suffering? Well, there is one book, one book, one story that is absolutely a true story, and it tells us where all the trouble starts. And that one book is the Bible, of course. And we go to the very first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis. And in the first three chapters, we get the answer to why all this trouble, where it all started. You know, I'm amused at uh, people who try to explain away the book of Genesis and uh, even in the evangelical camp question whether this is a literal story or some kind of a metaphor. Well, I want to tell you, um, I don't have to explain myself to the so-called intellectuals. I believe the Word of God, and I tend to be a literalist. And, And I really believe that this is a literal account, a literal historical account of what happened, of where it all started, all the trouble started. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There it all started. God literally created everything from nothing with the word of his mouth. We see a number of times in those verses in chapter 1, it says, And God said, and God said, God spoke and he created everything from nothing. But then in chapter 1, verses 26 to 31, we have the pinnacle, the pinnacle of his creation. Listen to what the Word of God says, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. Then God said, there it is again, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female, he created them. And so there you have it. God is the one that created Human beings, male and female, two genders, and only two genders, God created them. And the scriptures tell us that He created them from the dust of the earth. And He breathed into them, and they became a living soul. Created in the image of God. No other creature, no other created being can um, can live up to that, uh, can say that that's what happened. We, only we, 
those of us that are humans uh, are created in the very image of God. Well, what does it mean? It means that we are intelligent, rational creatures with emotions. We are created with uh, spirit, uh, a spirit and the ability to be spiritual. Uh, we are created we were created uh, in the Garden of Eden in Adam and Eve, sinless. Adam and Eve originally were created sinless. And so we're in the image of God in that sense. We are not little gods. Uh, we are not divine. Only God is God. Only God is divine. Only God is deity. We can't become divine. We can't become deity. But we were in that sense uh, in, in those moral characteristics and the ones that I mentioned, uh, we are created in the very image of God. And as I said, originally Adam and Eve created sinless. They were given all that they needed when they were created, Adam and Eve. They were given purpose and work. And that was not a dirty word. It was a blessing. It was a joy to have that purpose and working. They were put in the Garden of Eden and they were told to rule over the entire earth and all of God's created beings. They were to rule over it, to have dominion over it, to take care of it. And, and there was joy in the ability to do that. They were given all the resources that they needed. God planted a garden, and He said, "This is this is all the trees here are yours for for food and all of the uh, uh, the uh, things that that are planted with seed. All the green things they're all yours, and they're all yours to meet your needs." They were given family. You know, Adam was alone, and God said, "It's it's not good." And He created Eve, and uh, and He put them together as husband and wife. And they were to be fruitful and multiply and have children. So God gave them family. God gave them a beautiful, perfect environment to live in. They had all that they needed. They enjoyed an unhindered relationship with Almighty God. God came down and walked with them and talked with them. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, we see an example of God coming, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, and Adam and Eve recognized Him uh, when, they, when they heard that. And the reason they did is because it was something that happened on an ongoing basis. They had this unhindered relationship with God, and that's what they were created to enjoy, an unhindered relationship with God. And they were given, originally, the free choice. Adam and Eve, sinless, given the free choice to obey God, to love God, to have that relationship with God. That's what they had there in the garden. But it didn't end there. Genesis chapter 2, verses 25 through chapter 3, verse 7, gives us the sad story. Listen to what it says. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, we read, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. In other words, they were sinless, they were innocent, they were enjoying perfect uh, uh, union and, and relationship with Almighty God. But verse uh, 1 of chapter 3 says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, and by the way, if this sounds like some kind of a weird fairy tale, let me just tell you right now, Satan was in the picture and inhabited this being, this snake, this serpent. And so Satan is talking through the serpent, uh, the one that was willing to allow him to inhabit him. And the serpent said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, question God, woman, 
Has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. And that was true. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, questioning God again. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's true. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave to her husband also, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They knew it. They fell. They sinned. Immediately they, their relationship with God was broken, and, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings because all of a sudden they recognized their nakedness. And I believe not only physically their nakedness, but their spiritual nakedness before God. And they tried their own way of doing it. They tried by making fig leaves to cover their loins. Well, there were consequences, and God told them in His mercy ahead of time. He warned them, there are consequences to disobeying me. They disobeyed God, and the consequences were these. They died. God said in Genesis 2.17, in the day that you eat, you'll die, and they died. They died first spiritually. Death is separation, and uh, there's spiritual death, spiritual separation from God, and immediately they were separated, and every human being from that point forward are, are born separated from God. They got that sin-tainted nature from Adam and Eve, and they died, and they, and they died uh, uh, spiritually, but also they began to um, suffer and to experience sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is a result of sin. Now, not in a specific sense necessarily. Jesus made that clear. It's not the man. When he healed the man and they were asking, did he or his parents sin? It was for the glory of God. You see, sin in general brings in general sickness and disease and suffering and then ultimately physical death. You see, Adam and Eve were created to be immortal, to live forever. But when they sinned, they brought on physical death that every human being uh, has experienced since then. Other than, other than Enoch, who said he was translated and he walked with God. Well, uh, there were there were other consequences in Genesis three sixteen. The first part of that verse: there is now pain in childbirth. You see, childbirth is not a consequence of the fall. You see, God wanted Adam and Eve to multiply and fill the earth with immortal beings. But when sin came in, enter in the pain that women experience in childbirth. There are relationship struggles. The last part of verse 16 there in chapter 3 says, talks about the, the uh, head-to-head confrontation that goes on between a man and a wife that wasn't there before. And you know marriage can be difficult but not only marriage, relationships in general. Uh, we struggle to get along. And then there was uh, resistance and difficulty in work. Genesis three seventeen to 19 talks about how the ground is cursed and, and there will be thorns and, and weeds. Uh, but th- that is also uh, a metaphor for the fact that all of work is difficult. And it's not meant to be that. It's meant to be a joy. 
And then there's the curse on creation generally. Romans 8 uh, verse 22 talks about how the whole creation groans and suffering and suffers until uh, Jesus comes and changes all of that. So all of this trouble that we see in the world, all of this suffering that we see in the world goes all the way back to the very beginning when Adam and Eve came and fell into sin. And you know what? Uh, we can blame shift Adam and Eve, and it is true, they, they experience great blame. But we choose to sin. In our sinfulness, we choose to sin, and every man and every woman is responsible and culpable for their sin. Well, there's a promise in Genesis 3.15 that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent, and that's what happened at Calvary when Jesus died to buy us back, to bring us back to God so that we can be reconciled and so we can be restored. He is the second Adam. Romans chapter 5 verses 12 to 15 talks about the first Adam sin and brought, brought to death on the whole world, but the second Adam, Jesus Christ, came and lived sinlessly a sinless, perfect life, and took upon Himself the sins of those that would believe. And He died to pay for those sins so that we can be reconciled to God. That's the good news. The very, very good news. God had a plan that the second Adam would not fail like the first Adam did. That the second Adam would die and make a way for us to be restored our relationship to be restored, all that believe and put their trust in Jesus and His finished work on Calvary, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His full satisfaction uh, uh, for God's wrath, paid in full. And that brings the hope of, of eternal life and of a relationship with God that is forever. And it brings us back to immortality and that we would live forever and ever. And the realization of Eden restored can be found in Revelation chapters 21 and 22 where forever and ever we live. We live forever and ever with Almighty God. And that's what His original intent is. And it will be fulfilled the will of God. Well, I hope that these are things that you'll think on, and I hope that you'll go to the Word of God and let Him speak to you about this, because that is the, that, that is the theme of the entire Scriptures, how that even though we fell, God is still in His mercy reconciling us and bringing us back to Him so that one day we'll be with Him forever. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.